The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. Ooh, we got some combine results. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL Combine, what the Denver Broncos could be looking at, and, well, I tell you what, wide receivers turned some heads. We're going to discuss that today on the podcast, but first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Go on up there. Rooftop is tremendous. It's heated in the winters, and then, of course, during the summers, it is just tremendous with some great views of Denver. Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com, tap14.com. Okay. Well, the wide receivers, NFL Combine is the big discussion. I will say this. uh, There have been some names that have jumped out a little bit that uh, otherwise I think a lot of people weren't expecting to. We'll get to those names. And then on top of that, who the Denver Broncos could be looking at. Now, of course, going into this process, and I think it's really important to highlight going into the process, who the Denver Broncos were potentially interested in, who was catching the eye, and 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 that's important because, you know, we can see these certain numbers that pop up that just all of a sudden like distract us from what actually is. Let's be honest; it's called the Underwear Olympics for a reason. Guys are not running in pads. The agility drills are nice to see with everybody, you know, paired up against each other. But also at that same token, you know, it's it's not actual football. And so it's just I think it's just really important to not get lost inside the mystique, if if you will, that is the NFL combine. Of course, we've seen some tremendous performances in the 40-yard dash, and then all of a sudden they go pole vaulting up towards draft stocks, uh, draft boards, and then you draft them, and then you turn out, well, the fastest guy doesn't always matter. Let's not forget Jerry Rice, who ran, what, a 4.55, 4.57.40, is the greatest wide receiver in NFL history, and it's not close. The best wide receiver in the league, by the way, 4.546 guy last year. Uh, so certainly it is... It, it, it is one of those things to consider. It's it's just another little way to grade guys coming into the NFL because this is not an exact science. It is a very difficult thing to do, so more knowledge is power, as we like to say, on the podcast. The 40-yard dash is really where wide receivers, and that's where we're going to uh, focus on because this is a, uh, a, a, a deep, deep wide receiver class and uh, a need for the Denver Broncos. You know, after the trade of Emmanuel Sanders, of course, uh, heading to San Francisco, and then on top of that, really not a lot of depth after that. Now, thankfully for the Denver Broncos, Cortland Sutton has really emerged as a big-time player and and somebody who is probably going to be their franchise-wide receiver for a very long time. But it should be noted that, look, this is a NFL now where you need two, three, four options uh, to get it done on offense. Now, I think they've got two of them, and I think they've got two solid ones. Of course, the two being Cortland Sutton, and I'm going to include Noah Fant here. And I get Noah Fant a tight end, but also a receiver in this offense catching passes from Drew Locke. But, of course, John Elway a little bit earlier in the um, draft combine uh, saying, hey, Drew Locke's the guy. We're going to build around him. And like, In fact, let's hear 
from John Elway saying that, making it official. Drew Locke's the guy. Did a heck of a job. He won four out of five games and played well, but he still has a long way to go. He's got a lot of work to do, but uh, we're excited about where Drew is. And so, um, you know, don't like to show our hand, but I think it's unrealistic to say that we're going a different direction. All right, so now that we know Drew Locke's the guy, time to build around him. Let's talk about some 40 times. How about the speed of Henry Ruggs? 4.27. That's a quickie. Henry Ruggs out of Alabama, of course, uh, one of the players that I think initially before this process was highly touted as potentially somebody Denver could be looking at, and of course now even more so very much on the radar for Denver potentially at 15, and you know what, I think this, the, the, it's unfortunate too because you know Henry Ruggs is a guy who may have been available at 15, and I think after this combine process and you start to see these eye-popping numbers and speed, is probably not going to be there at 15, so Denver has to be looking at the idea of probably trading up to go get Henry Ruggs, although that's something we've mentioned in the past as well, too. Uh, now, a guy by the name of Denzel Mims, who has really come on uh, strong lately, uh, 4.38 on the 40-yard dash. Uh, this is a guy who, you know, uh, there were there were a couple uh, scouts, uh, analysts that were out there uh, talking about how this kid could really make some some serious strides and Denzel Mims who stands right now at 6 basically 63 62 and uh, 7 8 207 pounds and this is also a guy who look a uh, vertical jump 38 and a half 4.38 40 yard dash if this is what really uh you know you like to characterize as as a major grading stick for a player uh, the kid from the Baylor Bears is just tearing it up and could be a legit option in the NFL. Uh, those numbers very much replicate what Julio Jones did in his NFL combine. Julio Jones, 6'3", to a little heavier, 220, a little bit more of a vertical guy, but of course a vertical jump, basically the same, 38.5, 4.34-40-yard uh, dash for Julio Jones as well, too. A lot of people making that comparison right now. Now, again, I, I like to look. I like to take all this info from the NFL draft and very much with a grain of salt. Um, again, no pads. I, I like to look at the tape, but I'll tell you right now, the tape looks good too from the Baylor Bears kid. Is uh, Denzel Mims really coming on strong as one of the oh. Uh, the, the the breakout guy, I think, is maybe the best way to put it. Um, 16 bench press, uh, sixteen reps on the bench press. Uh, so a kid who, by the way, is by no means no uh, per se stick figure guy. This guy got, got a little bit of strength to him at the wide receiver position. Can win jump balls and certainly uh, at Baylor, um, you know, in, in his previous years, very effective. Um, this was a guy who's caught uh, basically 60 passes over the last three years, going over the 1,000-yard mark in two of those three years, um, including last year where most particularly he had his best year of his career as a senior, 66 catches for 120, uh, excuse me, 1,020 yards. Uh, don't want to shortchange him that 900. That's very important. Uh, but maybe more importantly, the 12 touchdowns. And, and that's a big, big deal. So uh, certainly could be on the radar of many individuals. Also at the Combine, some other big names I think that everybody was talking about prior to this um, 
process actually starting. Justin Jefferson, the fine wide receiver at LSU, really with an eye-popping 4-4-3 number that a lot of people did not expect him to run. Now, of course, Jefferson having a really nice year uh, with uh, maybe the biggest beneficiary of uh, uh, the um, um, boom explosion of LSU quarterback... um, uh, Joe Burrow, of course, who had a magical year. Uh, maybe that's the best way to put it. Just a magical year. And Jordan uh, Justin Jefferson had a tremendous year. Uh, 111 catches, uh, 1,540 yards. These numbers are so crazy, I can't even spit them out. Uh, with 18 touchdowns. And a guy at 6'3", 192, little bit. And again, I don't want this to come off as a, as a you know, a knock on somebody, you know, a little bit more stick figure. Uh, I don't want to, you know, say that, you know, that's a knock, but just trying to give you an idea visually of a little bit more of a, a taller vertical wide receiver, but certainly has some great strength as well too. And he he is great in the open field, and um, certainly look, we've seen him deliver just absolute. Uh, incredible spectacular catches throughout the year and uh, this is somebody who was on the rise even in 2018 you know when he caught 54 passes for 800 plus yards that was good enough for a 16 yard average and six touchdowns and you know this is a guy who as the reps have begun to come you know has really been able to to make a ton of plays and I think will be very very good in the NFL uh, in the future. Now, of course, other names that we've talked about, Jerry Judy, 4.45 in the 40-yard dash. Uh, Judy is is one of those that, look, is is not going to blow you away with amazing speed, but he has it. He possesses that. Where Jerry Judy is just an absolute machine is the route running. It's an He's an incredible route runner and so crisp, so clean, in and out of cuts. And, you know, that those fundamentals can be easily looked by, you know, everybody's going to talk about the big 40-yard dash numbers or the verticals, this and that. I tell you what, the, the un, it's not on the box score, but it, sometimes it's the most important stat of all these guys is what does the tape look like and how do these guys play when it comes to uh, different positions. And Jerry Judy is just a, a everything you've wanted in a wide receiver and we'll see where his stock goes from here but that clean route running and sometimes even moving him around you know kind of replaces Emmanuel Sanders perfectly and I think that's that's this is where I have leaned for a majority of my time discussing the wide the rookie wide receiver class is Jerry Judy's the best one out of all of them now I understand that the blazing speed of Henry Ruggs could well be a, a very sexy thing to look at I understand that. And make no mistake, by all means, uh, they walk away with Henry Ruggs or Jerry Judy or even a Justin Jefferson out of this draft in the first round. I'm, I'm taking that to the bank and saying, I'm all good with that. Uh, again, it is it is what John Elway said as we played that clip earlier in the uh, podcast, building around Drew Locke and giving him those weapons. So, other weapons in this draft, we're going to talk about them. And we're going to talk about them next. Welcome back to the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skipping a jump away from Coors Field, 70 Colorado beers on tap, and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Of course, the, well, Tap 14 fair, if you will, 
Well, it's extensive. It's incredible. It's tremendous. They got over a hundred over there, and, and it the selection is goes on and on. Go on over to our friends over there at Tap Fourteen Nineteen Twenty Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Tap Fourteen dot com. Other names at the wide receiver position at the NFL Combine that. Uh, may have jumped out to individuals. Now, of course, uh, one name that I think a lot of people are asking about is LaVisca Chenault, the wide receiver or maybe dual threat weapon, if you will, out of the uh, University of Colorado up north. Now, Chenault is interesting because, you know, Chenault is, is not the fastest guy in the world, okay? Uh, 17 reps on the bench press. 449 I believe on one of his uh reps in the 40 and again not not somebody who is going to run right past you in the NFL world but is somebody who can be such of this interesting hybrid and uh you know and, and watching the combine you know when he took his first 40 um he stopped about 5 yards in it uh, you look I, I don't want to speculate by any means but it almost looked like he kind of like I don't know, tweak something or something like that. Maybe that maybe that's a, a, a situation moving forward that will monitor and maybe that could have affected it. I, look, I think when you're a a player who can make plays, um, you will always have a home in the NFL in today's NFL with more of a, a offensive firepower attack that is badly needed. The the days of the defense wins championship nah it's it's gone. I'm sorry folks. Uh elite one of a kind historic defenses win championships. Otherwise, you need offense and uh, offenses that get creative. I mean, look, we've seen it in the past from elite quarterbacks to trick plays to the Philly special to uh, what the uh, magnificence of Patrick Mahomes did. Uh, you need players who can give you those options. And that's exactly what LaVisca Chenault does. This is a guy who is, um, oh, you know what he really poses as? He kind of looks very much just like a, a running back, but out of the wide receiver position. And I think there's going to be opportunities for uh, maybe an offensive, uh, an, an offensive, minded head coach that wants to get creative and can produce Chenault's um, explosiveness slash ability in the open field to the best of his abilities to where you know you're taking advantage of those and putting him in the right position uh, to, to where he can thrive. Because I, I think if you just utilize LaVisca Chenault as just this regular guy lining up on the edge, I don't know if you're you're really taking advantage of him. You know, I, Chenault needs to be utilized as somebody who, who can really run people over uh, out, in the, out in the open with sweeps or screen passes. You know, uh, Maybe there's an end around there. I, I think there's opportunities to really see Chenault as, as a really effective playmaker as opposed to just somebody who lies lines up on the uh, outside and is running curl routes and, and posts all day long. So certainly it's going to be interesting to see how he translates. You know, think, think I think Sammy Watkins when it comes to a, a, a player's look, if you will, in the NFL, by all means, I, I don't think he will be Sammy Watkins or he won't be Sammy Watkins because the reality is we don't know. You know, and, and, and I think it's, I think it's important to, to know that, you know, analysts are going to tell you all this different stuff. It's okay to say sometimes. You just don't know. 
We don't know how these players are going to pan out. I can tell you what he kind of molds as, and I can tell you what he looks like and, and where I think he will be. But in the end, you know, we can't give you all the facts, but I'll tell you some of the most pro-ready guys, you know, Chenault may actually be up there with the Jerry Judys and with the Henry Ruggs, the, the, the Justin Jeffersons, who could be plugged into an offense, and again, if utilized correctly, very much could be a, a weapon for a team, and maybe it's the Denver Broncos at 15. Who knows? Uh, Chenault's going to be one of those guys that... I think it's going to be on the fringe of the first round. There are just so many talented wide receivers from Henry. Ru- we haven't even talked about T. Higgins or C.D. Lamb yet. I mean, it is a plethora of wide receivers that um, th- there's just so many names. In it, and I, I really wonder if Chenault not having the eye-popping speed, the incredible physical gifts that, you know, he's not 6'6", and, you know, he's not built like, uh, oh, gosh, who was last year's um, DK Metcalf. That's the name I was looking for. You know, DK Metcalf with that crazy body-fat ratio where he had, like, 0.3 fat percentage. I was like, dude, what do you even eat? (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, I, I don't think he has a lot of that... Sexy appeal. And that and that's where I think you're going to see him maybe potentially slip down the board. Uh, certainly somebody is going to pick him up and, and probably likely at the end of the first round, uh, if not sooner. Because, again, this is an NFL draft where it looked very unpredictable. And because there are so many wide receivers, we could be looking at a bit of a slide of wide receivers where you're talking about, hey, uh, a, a, a Arizona maybe is interested and then maybe a Denver is interested. Uh, Jerry Judy is too good to slip past 15. Henry Ruggs ain't certainly getting to 15. That is highly unlikely. And now you're talking about teams behind Denver could be looking to trade up. Reports that Philadelphia could be interested in moving up and getting a, a wide receiver threat to pair with Carson Wentz. So I, it is going to be so unpredictable. And there could be a slide where we start to see wide receiver after wide receiver. One, two, three, four, coming right off the board, and this is where it's going to be important for Denver to to really stay on the gun here, because you know, I I am of the notion with the NFL draft, particularly when you have ammo, and that's what the Denver Broncos have this year. They've got a boatload of draft picks, and they got a bunch of threes, third round picks that they can move. Of course, picks that came uh, in the Emmanuel Sanders trade from San Francisco in the trade from the NFL draft last year. Um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, in which, of course, they traded down from 10 to 20 to take Noah Fant. They got extra picks from that draft, uh, from that trade. The, the ammo is there today to go get your guy. That's what's important for me. If you think Henry Ruggs is the next, and, and please know that I'm only comparing him on field wise, uh, if he's the next Tyreek Hill. Okay, when it comes to speed, athleticism, play on the field, you go get him. Okay, if you think jo- uh, Justin Jefferson is the next Julio Jones, or if whoever it may be, C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins, Lavisca Chenault, of all these guys, if you think he is a bona fide Pro Bowler in two years, three years, can be an All Pro player, and maybe more importantly, the franchise wide receiver. And look. He's officially going to be the wide receiver, too. 
next to Cortland Sutton. But of course, as we know in the NFL, look, there's wide receiver ones, twos, and threes uh, basically on every down. I mean, that's the way the NFL is today. And so Denver needs to stockpile that franchise talent. And if it means trading away some of these picks, I'm fine with that. Just get the quality. Enough with the quantity. Let's go with quality because this is a Denver Broncos team that's got a lot of holes on this team that need to be filled with talent. Okay, It's really important that they start to fill it with major talent, and particularly this year because, look, it appears that they have found their guy in Drew Locke, and we know that they have found their guy in Phillip Lindsay and Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant. We're talking about building a young core here that's going to be around for a long time, and that young core, by adding another elite wide receiver, you know, in two, three years, you could be looking at, I mean, each of them being in the top 10 of their own position. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wow, this could be a high flying offense. This could be a high powered offense, high octane, as long as you got the right guy pulling the trigger on the offensive coordinator side of things. So, certainly, it is going to be an interesting class uh, to monitor when it comes to the wide receivers from Henry Ruggs to Justin Jefferson, Jerry Judy to CeeDee Lamb. I mean, there are so many names in this draft class, and we will keep up to date with those core, with the wide receivers as they uh, continue to go through the process. Of course, you're going to hear uh, of different rumors left and right from well, this, this person could be trading up. This person could be trading down. Who could be looking to jump the Broncos? Will the Denver Broncos move up? We'll, of course, stay up to date on the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's all presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at K Radio on Twitter, where, of course, we will be discussing the Combine, the Underwear Olympics. Look, I, I'm not a, an extremely huge fan. Uh, of the combine to be truly honest when it comes to actually taking the data that you get and applying it to a guy like you know if a LaVisca Chenault is half uh, you know 500 slower of a second than CeeDee Lamb I mean what really is the difference there I mean to me the way I look at it is can you ball on tape can you run with the best corners on tape can you out jump the best corners on tape? Can you recognize where the, the holes are on defenses? Work with quarterbacks and make plays in the open field. If you can do that, that's good enough for me. It's it's fun to see all these numbers paired against each other, and I think that's where most people really utilize the NFL Combine is like, okay, well, where does Henry Ruggs rank next to uh, Justin Jefferson or, or Jerry Judy, uh, Jalen Rager, when it comes to speed? You know, and then you start to see these gaps, and you're like, "Wow, he he really is way faster." You know, uh, guy Donovan People Jones re- really made a move yesterday. You know, so you're gonna you're gonna see all these players. I just I think it's I, I would take caution if you see something that just stands out as really really good or really really bad, and you're like, "Oh well, let's cross that guy off the board," or "Oh, let's go trading up for that guy." You know, take everything with a grain of salt. Utilize it as data. And again, it's just one more little uh, sprinkle of whatever herbs and spices you like in your pot of gumbo, uh, in your pot of chili. You stir that chili, and you take all that knowledge that you learn, and then hopefully you make the right move, particularly if you're the Denver Broncos, because again, you have an opportunity to get a big-time playmaker on offense this year in the NFL draft and pair it potentially with an offense that could be growing to be 
one of the best moving forward in the NFL. Uh, that's all assuming J- uh, Drew Locke is the real deal, which, of course, I have numerously on this podcast said. I do believe that's the case. So, NFL Combine. We will continue to keep you updated on all the different positions. Of course, the wide receiver, a very popular one lately with the Denver Broncos looking to fill that need after the Emmanuel Sanders departure. And really, they just need to add more talent to the position to the position as well. But of course, they got a lot of other positions we'll be talking about. Secondary, cornerback, uh, offensive line, uh, just everywhere we will be on it on the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, it's presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip it, and jump away from Coors Field. All done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Again, follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. And of course, always on the radio show, 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We're of course on the radio show. We're always talking about the NFL Combine. We'll be talking more about all the different players. And of course, hey, a big thank you to some of our uh, Bron- current Broncos. You have joined the show recently. Uh, let's see, Dalton Reisner, Casey Kreider, uh, just some of the many names who have joined the radio show. And, uh, of course, we'll be talking to more of them in the future. And hopefully you join me. 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time weekdays. That's Monday through Friday. So do the math for our East Coast listeners over there on the uh, East Coast. 5 p.m. So perfect. You're stuck in New York traffic, Boston traffic, wherever you may be. I don't know, Vermont, North Carolina, who knows? Be sure to tune us in at 5 p.m. on the eastern side, 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And, of course, always at milehighsports.com. That's where we're streaming live, milehighsports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.